This is the Berman Method Podcast featuring Dr. Jake Berman and physician assistant Jenny Berman. We are here to treat problems and not symptoms. Disclaimer, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and not to treat anyone or to give medical advice. If you are interested in any information that we are giving and would like to use this for yourself, we recommend that you contact your primary care physician or reach out to us and ask us questions about yourself specifically. Enjoy. And we're rolling the Berman Method Podcast. Dr. Jake Berman here with my lovely wife. Jenny Berman, physician assistant. Physician assistant certified. Yeah, what's happening? We got a very exciting topic for you guys today because a lot of people suffer from this. What are we going to talk about today? Headaches. Headaches. Migraines. Migraines. Yeah, they're different, right? They are different. Yeah, headaches is systemically or pathophysiology, whatever you want to call it, different from what a migraine is. Right, yes. But anyways, what we want to talk about is treating the problem, not the symptom, because a lot of people, actually the majority of people think that when they have a headache, what's the first thing that they do? Pop an Advil. Yeah, they give me that Advil, take care of this headache. What's the first thing that they should do? Well, let's figure out what's causing the headache. Why do you have a headache in the first place? Yes. Why and then do- that, then we can treat it, figure out why or yeah. how. Okay. So the order that we're going to run in today is we're going to run from the most simplest cause of headaches to the more complex causes of headaches. How's that sound? I like it. I'm good with it. Okay. What is the number one simplest thing that can cause a headache? Dehydration. Dehydration. Dun, 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 dun. In our opinion, anyway. I'm not even going with our opinion. That is a fact. (laughs) Fact check it. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) No fake news here. Hashtag. Hashtag fake news, right? (laughs) In In all seriousness, though, dehydration is probably the most common cause of the majority of normal, quote unquote, normal headaches that we see. And I know we've talked about this many times again. However, we're going to say these words over and over again. You need to be reminded more than you need something new. So we don't always need to give you new information as much as we just need to remind you of the things that you should be doing every single day. So dehydration, how much water should we be drinking every day? Well, in my words or other words, but our goal for most people is about 80 ounces a day. Right. And everybody that's listening to this, here's the word, those numbers, 80 ounces. And they're like, hell no, there ain't no way that's happening. I'd be peeing every three minutes. True. Yeah. At first, and then your body adjusts to it. But really, you know, 80 ounces, 100 ounces, a gallon a day, that's the goal for majority of people. Again, that differs for people who have things like kidney disease. We have to be very careful, but generally speaking, somewhere between 80 ounces to a gallon a day. Yeah. And the body adjusts. Yeah. And it's a lot. And I've said this on this podcast before. I'll say it again. The first time that I started forcing myself to drink more water, it was literally every five minutes I had to pee. And I said, no way. This is, I'm not doing this. It's not worth it. After a week, your body acclimates, and now it's not not like that at all. I still don't drink enough. I'll admit that. 
I struggle to get my gallon in a day. However, it's much easier to drink that much water or get close to that much water throughout the day. And the urgency is not there anymore. I'm not constantly running to the restroom. Now it's just a normal every hour, every two hours, whatever. Right, right. And I will tell people, front load your water. So wake up, drink 16 ounces of water as soon as you wake up in the morning. Try to get another 16 ounces in before 10 a.m. in the morning. So now you're more than, or you're pushing towards halfway there um, by 10 a.m. Try to get majority of your water by 12 or 1 p.m. So then between 1 and 6 p.m., you're not drinking as much and you're not up during the night to urinate as well. So absolutely, hydration will help with balancing some of the electrolytes and giving the body enough water, not only to function, but to prevent the headaches. Yes. Now, this is important because I think this is applicable to at least 90% of the people listening to this podcast. They're not drinking enough water. And let's do a real quick summary because we got a whole podcast on dehydration. So go back and listen to it. I forget which number it is. But caffeine counteracts the water that you're having. So if you drink a cup of coffee, you have to drink two cups of water just to hit baseline again, right? Right. And then you'll have people argue, well, I get headaches because I don't drink caffeine. Well, that's called an addiction. It's a problem. (laughs) But again, it's something that you can work your body off of, wean your body off of the caffeine or with less caffeine and make sure that you're adding in an extra cup of water for every eight ounces of caffeine that you do have, no matter what type of caffeine. You know, it could be your pre-workout. It could be um, soda. It could be coffee, tea. Even tea has caffeine in it. Yeah. So again, you drink a cup of coffee, you have to drink a cup of water just to break even. So that doesn't mean that you've hydrated, quote unquote, hydrated for the day. So you drink a cup of coffee, you have to drink two cups of water just to be one cup in the green for the day. Right? Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So drink more water. (laughs) (laughs) What is the number two most common cause of your normal everyday headache? Posture posture. Oh my gosh, I can't believe we're talking about posture again. Every week, (laughs) every day. If we're talking about it again, maybe it's important. I would say. Like hydrating, that's important. We're talking about that again. Now we're going to talk about posture again because it's freaking important. So how does posture affect headaches? So I'm going to go really, really superficial and brief on this one. So if any of my colleagues out there are listening to this one, don't grill me on this. This is for the 99% of the population listening to this that are not on the same level as far as anatomy, pathophysiology, those things. So very short, very brief, superficial cause of posture headaches is when you have the forward rounded shoulders and your chin is jutting forward that's causing slight extension or excessive extension at your the top of your cervical spine. So right where the base of your skull meets your first vertebrae, you're going into extension at that segment. Muscles are working at that segment are called your suboccipital muscles. These are these tiny little itty bitty muscles that attach to the base of your skull. They're right down there, right at the base of the skull. And when you're in that extended position, those muscles are contracting. Now, these muscles are no different from any other muscle in your whole entire body. If you contract a muscle and you maintain that contraction for a prolonged period of time, 
it becomes ischemic. Ischemic means that it's lacking blood flow. Blood brings oxygen to muscles. And when a muscle goes for a prolonged period of time with decreased oxygen levels, it starts to hurt. So when you're contracting those muscles at the bottom of your skull, down, it, the suboccipital muscles, they become ischemic, they start lacking oxygen, and they start to cause pain. And that's what can cause an ischemic headache. Now, one way that you can kind of self-diagnose if you're getting these kind of headaches versus other headaches that we'll talk about here in a minute is where does the headache start? Generally, if the headache starts in the back of your head, more towards the base of your skull, but even just in the back of your head, we can start leaning towards the causation being ischemic headache. Again, this is very superficial. However, this it's just a baseline snapshot, I guess, a snapshot of what could be causing it. So real quick, how would you get around or how would you counteract an ischemic headache? Super simple, just do the opposite. So instead of having extension at that upper cervical, we're going to do flexion. So what does that look like? If you just lean up against a wall, so put your back against a wall, so just your shoulders and the back of your skull, the back of your head are touching the wall, so your hips are away from the wall, and you're just leaning on that wall with your shoulders in the back of your head. And then I want you to think about tucking your chin in the sense that you're trying to flatten the back of your neck on the wall. That will create flexion at the base of your skull, or sorry, the the upper cervical area versus extension. So that'll be working the muscles in the front of your neck which will turn off the muscles in the back of your neck, those suboccipital muscles. That's one way that you can try it out. I'm going to pause you real quick as people are trying this activity out, which you could also do if you're sitting in your car right now, pressing the back of your head up against your seat. Now, one tip that I would say is to not... When you say tuck the chin, you don't want to actually try to pull the chin to the chest, but more get the chin to the spine, you know, really pulling it back because you don't want to round your neck. Okay, so technically Jenny's right. Give yourself five chins. Technically Jenny's right. However, if people do exactly what you just said to do with poor posture, they'll actually cause a shearing effect at the neck. So there's going to be people listening to this that their shoulders are more rounded than ours. And that's why I said use the strategy with your back against the wall. Right. Because if you do that rolling technique that I just said, there's no way that you can create shearing versus if we just did that with the more rounded shoulders, it could cause shearing. So the point of the thing is you want to lengthen the back of your neck. So just think about that. Whatever movement you guys are doing at home, just think about lengthening the back of your neck. Does that help? (laughs) I think so. All right. We need videos on our (laughs) podcast. Like, you need to see me. We got tons of videos on YouTube. That's true. We do. Literally tons, hundreds. Of the chin tuck. Yeah, just go to our YouTube channels and search posture or chin tuck or neck strengthening, any of those things will give you the right videos. Good idea. Okay, so those are the two most common causes of your general headaches, dehydration and poor posture. Now, let's get into some of the more 
um, not so common causes, but absolutely could be contributing to headaches. And I would even argue that they are really common. People just don't know that they're common, but they are definitely more complex causes to headaches. So, and you know, they're all very important. So I'm not going to say one's more important than the other, but other things that we look at in our wellness practice when people are coming in with headaches and or even migraines is looking at things like food sensitivities, magnesium deficiency. Those two are very common. We talked about the dehydration, obviously. Things like cortisol levels or the stress hormone. We know a lot of times people get stress headaches. So let's back up a little bit and talk about the food sensitivities. Food sensitivities can cause headaches. Absolutely. So I, you know, tell this often is my sister and I both have very severe gluten sensitivity, as we've talked about in the past for myself, but her too. And her initial symptom was actually having migraines, consistently having migraines. My initial symptom was a gut issue. So you can see how food sensitivities really can cause different symptoms for different people when it's actually the same sensitivity. So most definitely sensitivities to things like gluten, dairy, egg, even soy or corn, nuts can cause headaches. What? Are you kidding me? So that's one thing that we look for is identifying these sensitivities either through a blood testing or maybe a food elimination diet with a symptom log, really trying to figure out what food is actually causing some of the inflammation leading to the headaches. Other things like a magnesium deficiency. So whether you're not getting enough magnesium through natural electrolytes or through food, or if you're not absorbing nutrients because of the leaky gut that you have, uh, you can get a magnesium deficiency which is another huge reason for headaches, but also interrupted sleep, muscle cramps, constipation. So magnesium is very, very important as well. So now we have dehydration, posture, food sensitivities, magnesium deficiency, some of the other things that we often will look at is uh, sleep and sleep quality. So your sleep and your sleep quality are often related to cortisol, which is that stress hormone. And we know as cortisol is spiking, this will wake us up or cause interrupted sleep or where we wake up and can't go back to sleep because our mind is just racing. So having these elevated cortisol levels can actually lead to blood sugar instability, which could lead to headaches. Uh, having poor sleep quality. So not getting into that deep REM sleep, not getting that restful sleep can actually cause some inflammation as well, leading to headaches also. So if you're waking up with headaches in the morning, that could be a big thing. Speaking of waking up with headaches. Yeah, you just reminded me that we need to talk about something really important. Well, I'm probably going to think of some, I just thought of something different, but now that you said that, I know what you're saying too, because I can read your mind. So first- you have ESPN? Yes. Yes. <laughs> ESPN. ESP now. 
So the thing I was actually going to say was if you're waking up with a headache, this not only could be related to poor sleep quality and cortisol levels, but could also be an oxygen issue. So sleep apnea. If you're waking up and you're super fatigued or have a headache, this could be a big, big red flag for something called sleep apnea, which we can talk more about. But what you were thinking since I read your mind, <laughs> how can my pillow affect my posture? Your posture and headaches, right? And my sleep. Yeah. And sleep. headaches. Yes. So, super long to story short, I am super OCD on my pillow. And luckily, Jenny has rubbed off on me and she is now super OCD with her pillow where we've got these amazing pillows and we travel everywhere with them. So they have their own carry on bag on the airplane. <laughs> like seriously. Yeah, because it is that important. And we actually sell them in the office. It's called Pillow Wise is the brand name and they're custom fit to everybody. So whether you're a side sleeper, whether you're a back sleeper, whether you have a soft mattress, firm mattress, there's three different measurements and you ask those questions that I just asked and it takes all of those things into consideration to recommend a pillow size for you. And then we give you that pillow size, you try it out for a week because there's an acclimation period because the first night or two when you put your head on it, it's like, what the hell is this? This is not comfortable at all because it's different. Right. I tell everybody I had to sleep <laughs> the first three days on mine. I had to sleep with it upside down. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> I had to sleep with the pillow upside down because I was really trying to get used to my pillow being a little higher up and having the little hump for my neck and for my shoulder. And Jake, I'll tell you, I have a terrible neck, or I used to. I used to have a very terrible neck, but this pillow has really changed my life. It's like life. magic. It is. So this is not just a sales pitch on this pillow, by the way. Prior to this pillow, I'm looking at our closet right now, and our closet is full of 50 to $150 pillows where I was at Bed Bath & Beyond, it seemed like every single month trying to find the right pillow. And I wasn't scared to spend a couple hundred dollars on a pillow. And you're just like, what? You're spending how much on a pillow? Because it's that important. You're laying there, hopefully for around eight hours, right? So it's a third of your life that you're sleeping. You better be in the right position. So none of this, I didn't believe in any of this stuff until I was taking one of my uh, functional or Institute of Physical Art courses, a continuing education course, and we went over sleep positions because prior to this course, I was a tosser and a turner. You know, I, whatever position I went down in was definitely not the position I woke up in. So in that course, we went over sleeping positions and super long story short, when you're sleeping, whether you're on your back, whether you're on your side... Don't be sleeping on your stomach, by the way. Mm -hmm. We could do a whole podcast on why you shouldn't be sleeping on your stomach. But if you're on your back or on your side, if your spine from the base of your skull to your tailbone, if your spine is not completely in the neutral position, your brain is going to perceive that it's not neutral. So there's going to be more tension on one side than the other. So you'll lay there for 30 minutes, an hour, two hours, and your brain will perceive that, ooh, 
I need to roll over and counteract what we just did in this position. So that's why people will toss and turn all night. So the first night after this course, I laid down in this new position and I literally woke up in the same exact position that I went down in. And I just laid there. I was like, you got to be freaking kidding me. This is insane. I cannot believe that this just happened. And from then on, I'll probably roll over once a night, maybe, just because the bed will get hot and I'll... Because I make you when you're snoring? <laughs> well, that's just when I start off on my back, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so anyways, I usually, I try to go onto my side before I'm completely out. And I, I average one time a night rolling from one side to the other versus tossing and turning all night because of the positioning that this pillow has my neck in. And then I have two other pillows, right? We're hugging a, th a second pillow and then the third pillow is going between the legs so that my entire spine is in the neutral position, which allows my brain to completely relax and I can just sleep there, get into that deep REM cycle. And not wake up with a headache. And not wake up with a headache. <laughs> yeah, so these pillows are pretty cool. Uh, if you have any interest in learning more about them, obviously reach out to us, DM, email, or you can just go to the website and uh, you're able to call and ask us about how you can get one of these pillows. You do have to get measured for it, but you can measure yourself. So if you're not in Naples. Yeah, we have people all over the country that are asking us for these pillows because it's super easy. There's videos online. It's just three measurements and it's super simple. You can do it yourself. The point of this was not to be a sales pitch for this pillow. However, it's something that I believe in that much. I'm that passionate about this that if I wasn't that passionate about it, I wouldn't be selling these things because they ain't cheap either. Right. 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 But they will save you from buying a new pillow every month if you're Jake Berman. So anyways, back to headaches. We've talked about the, obviously, posture, dehydration, looking at your food sensitivities, magnesium deficiency. We've talked about, what else? Caffeine and sugar. We haven't really talked about sugar. We talked about caffeine. So, you know, coming off a of caffeine withdrawal could certainly be a cause of a headache, although it's something that you can wean yourself off of the caffeine addiction so your body isn't craving that and causing headaches. Sugar, sugar addiction, that's another one. And essentially the caffeine and the sugar addiction are almost the same. But as you wean yourself off of the sugar and make sure that you're providing your body with the right nutrients, meaning protein, make sure you're getting a good balance of your proteins, carbohydrates, and fats, then your body will not have a headache for a macronutrient reasoning. I think those are all the big ones that we want to talk about today, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I was just kind of recapping. Yeah, let's, let's go even more into that summary and say the point of this entire podcast is the number one immediate tendency, almost knee-jerk reaction when somebody has a headache is they reach for the bottle right? The bottle of aspirin or Tylenol or ibuprofen, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Versus let's take a minute, let's think about it. What did I do to cause this headache? What is going on here? Is it as simple as dehydration where you drank two or three cups of coffee, you didn't have any water? Is it something as simple as posture? Well, posture is not really, well, posture is simple. It's not easy though. Those are the two most common causes. But if you've tried those two things, if you've seriously gave it a good go of drinking more water and a week later you're not having any 
results or improvements in your headaches. And then you've tried improving your posture in addition to drinking more water and you're still getting the headaches, then maybe it's something more. Maybe it's one of these food sensitivities. Maybe it's a magnesium thing. Maybe it's a pillow thing. So the point of this podcast is just to make you think a little bit. Maybe you shouldn't be popping the pills. Maybe you should be trying to figure out what's going on. Correct. Good. I agree. Okay. Do you have anything else before we wrap it up? No. That's it for now. Can you believe it's November? <laughs> November! Middle of November, really. Yeah. We've got a very exciting podcast coming to you next week because next week is... Aw, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. One of my most favorite days of the whole entire year. My 5,000 5, calorie day. <laughs> All right. Cool. So until next week, have a great rest of your day. Drink some more coffee. Get in the bathroom every five minutes. Drink more coffee. Water. Water. Sorry. <laughs> Drink more water. Oh. Go to the bathroom every five minutes because you got increased urgency. Oh, my word. <laughs> Kidding. Everybody have a great day. Until next time. Ciao for now. Woo. Thank you for subscribing on your social media and podcast platforms to The Berman Method. Dr. Jake Berman with Berman Physical Therapy and Jenny Berman, Physician Assistant with Berman Health and Wellness. You can find more information on our website, www.bermanpt.com for physical therapy, bermanpt.com forward slash wellness for the health and wellness. You can also find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and on your podcast platform. So be sure to follow us, like us, subscribe to us. And if you would like any further information, definitely visit our website and reach out to us. You may also find our free reports on the websites as well, where you can download this free information for yourself. Have a great day.